Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. How many times did we hike last week? I don't know, a lot. Personally, I wish we could record the podcast while hiking. No, bad idea. (laughs) Chuck objects. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why you should hijack the meeting. Then in Take a Hike, Liz and I will each reveal what canary in a coal mine lets us know something is brewing under the surface of our emotional states. This week's Hollywood hack is going to help me in my quest to become an unexpected expert in tablescaping, which, (laughs) who knew, seems to be in the zeitgeist. And finally, Sarah, I had a celebrity sighting at Fryman Canyon. Yes, but first an update. In episode 128, we talked about the famous Warner Brothers pitch document. This is a document that Warner Brothers gives to writers to kind of guide them in writing pitches. And we got so many requests for it. And Liz, you've been sending them out to anyone who requests it. Yes. And Sarah, I think I'm caught up (laughs) with all the requests. Like I batched them. Uh And I had a little like over the holidays, like a six weeks break where I I didn't send them out to anyone. I believe now that I'm caught up. So if you requested that document and you have not gotten it, request it again, because as of now, I'm not going back and looking at old ones. So feel free to request it again. And by the way, we're still sending it out. So if you want to request it now, Go ahead. Just know it may take me a few weeks, but I will eventually send it to you. Just send us an email, happierinhollywood at gmail.com, and and Liz will send yes. you the Warner Brothers document. <laughs> yes, it's very helpful if you put WB pitch document in the subject line, then I know what you want. Yes. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's Hijack the meeting. Explain. Yes. Well, Sarah, recently you and I did a showrunners panel for a great organization called Chicks with Scripts. Mm -hmm. It's a free organization um, for women 
screenwriters. I think it's mostly TV writers, but I think screenwriters as well. And a lot of what we talked about on the panel was how to nail a showrunner meeting when you're up for a job, whether you're a staff writer or on up. Yes. And one of our fellow panelists, um, who also is a friend of ours, Myra Curland, she created the In-Between for NBC. If there's In-Between fans out there, advised writers to hijack the meeting. And we thought, oh, this is so smart. We need to discuss it. Yeah. So what Moira said is so often, and this is true, that when a showrunner is staffing a show, by the time they're doing it, they're so sick of the show and talking about the show, and they've been talking about it with so many people that they will, in a meeting, sort of want to discuss anything else. Like, we'll be like, tell us about your last job. Tell us about that showrunner. Tell us about your time, you know, in the Caribbean. Like, anything. And not talk about the show more. It's not really a conscious thought. No. But you're just so tired of it, you naturally gravitate (laughs) away from talking about it. And what Moira pointed out is then you can have a great meeting where everyone's talking and laughing and having fun. And you walk out and the person has no idea what you think about the show, what ideas you have for the show, your sensibility regarding the show. And then what what she said was she was staffing and she had a writer come in and sort of hijack the meeting. And and the woman kept bringing the subject back to Moira's show. And and then the woman walked out and she goes, well, wow, we got to hire her because she has so much to say about the show. She's so smart. She has so many good ideas. And it got her the job. Yeah, which is kind of amazing. And we always say Andrew Chambliss kind of did that in our meeting with him, uh, with Joss for Dollhouse. He came in and he just was like so prepared and had so many great ideas that he walked out and it was the same exact thing. We have got to hire this guy. Yes, yes. Now, it can backfire. I do want to say that. Yes, this is a nuanced thing. Like when we say hijack the meeting, that needs to be a subtle hijacking. If it feels like you're being really (laughs) aggressive or forcing conversation down the showrunner's throat, that could obviously completely backfire. Yes, yes, absolutely. But if your ideas are really great, you know, I mean, it really it, it it's something that can go either way. But if you feel like that can work for you, if you feel like you're totally aligned with what a show is and the showrunner doesn't want to talk about it, like, go for it. Hijack that meeting. Get in there. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if your ideas are all wrong, you wouldn't you be successful be on that show anyway. Yeah. Yes. And another um, tip that Moira um, mentioned, which I think is really smart, is bringing a notebook to the meeting, having it open on your lap with all of your ideas written down. Now, even if you don't end up going through all of those ideas, it sends the message that, one, you cared enough to prepare, which it's shocking how many people don't care enough to prepare, (laughs) and that look how ready you are with all these good ideas because— The truth is, when you've got a show that's about to go, you live in fear of sort of not having enough ideas or being burnt out from doing the pilot. So the idea that someone's coming in with a fresh take, fresh thoughts, ideas for an arc for the season— is is really comforting. Yes, it's like a gift. Yes. You want to leave that meeting with the showrunner thinking your presence in the room will be a gift. Um, but anyway, just a last word. I would just say be subtle in this, as yeah. you're saying. Like, you know, 
tread with caution when you hijack the meeting. But it is a useful thing to think about before you head in that door. Yeah. So always good to remember. And by the way, like this is true in television, but I'm sure it's probably true in a lot of job interviews. Wherever you're interviewing, it's easy to let the conversation get away from the topic at hand. And it's always good to remind people about your skills, Mm -hmm. still having the kind of conversation that makes them feel like they want to spend time with you. <laughs> Not an impossible task at all. No, good luck, Do everyone. all of those things. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Moira, for that great tip. Yes. Okay, coming up, we've got to take a hike that will put you more in touch with your inner psyche. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, it is time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today we are talking about mental health, specifically our mental health. Yes, I realized recently that I have a personal canary in a coal mine. Um, Now, for anyone who doesn't know what a canary in a coal mine is, I'm reading this off the internet, (laughs) it's an advanced warning of danger. It's a metaphor that originated from the times when miners used to carry caged canaries while at work. If there was any methane or carbon monoxide in the mine, the canary would die before the levels of the gas reached those hazardous to humans. So essentially what I realized is when I am sort of beginning to be in an emotional state that is not good for me, mm-hmm. I have a sign. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> sign is that I'm desperate to get another dog. So that's your canary. The that is my desire yes. to get another dog. That's actually your dead canary, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> right? When you start wanting a dog, yes, that, that means... means my canary has just keeled yeah. over. Yeah. So it's interesting. And you realize this is true for you sort of in the professional realm and in the personal realm. Yes, globally. Just whenever I'm kind of emotionally not as strong as obviously we all want to be. Like when <laughs> when both of my parents died in a very short period of time, I was desperate to get another dog. And I thought, like, if I can get through this without getting another dog— that will be, one, a miracle, and two, that's when I'll know that I'm starting to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, like, as soon as I kind of got through that, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm fine. It's crazy. I don't want another dog. Of course I don't want another dog. I'm good with two, you know. Yeah. Then we got into this pilot situation where we're just, like, waiting, waiting, waiting for to hear if our pilots are getting made. And then not. Then I started, like, oh, look, uh, my friend is posting this link to a cute dog that's at the San Bernardino shelter, you know. And I start to feel that urge. Mm -hmm. And I go, okay, take a breath, back out of the cave. Right. And start, you know, taking care of yourself. And Sarah, you said to me, what's your canary in a coal mine? And I thought about it. You were like, I don't have one. I don't don't think I have a canary in a coal mine. I know. And then I found myself at Neiman Marcus (laughs) purchasing a navy blue, very conservative suit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what I do. This is my canary. For some reason, I buy conservative clothes that I don't necessarily need. Right. And, and like, when will you wear, like, a navy suit? I don't yet to all the luncheons I don't go to. (laughs) But I realized, like, another time I had done this um, that I very particularly remember was— It was work-related. You and I were trying to get the director, Alex Graves, to sign Uh on to do our pilot for the selection the Uh second time we did it. And we were waiting to see if the deal would work out. And it was a huge deal. And I was, like, circling the Sherman Oaks Mall. (laughs) And I bought these very conservative Gucci loafers. (laughs) And I'm like, I must have these loafers. Like, my life will not be... Consistent, it won't, it'll fall apart yeah. if I don't have these Gucci loafers. <laughs> and by the way, I literally never wore them, like not one time. <laughs> and then like five years later, I realized my mom would probably wear them all the time uh-huh. and we have the same size feet. So I gave them to my mom and she wears them all the time. <laughs> so I realized, oh my gosh, that's my canary. Yeah. And I think it's because I feel like if I have nice clothes that feel like businessy, somehow that's like bringing stability into life. Uh You know, that, oh, this is consistency, stability. People who have their shit together. Have a Navy suit. This is what they wear. Uh They don't wear yoga pants and hoodies. They wear (laughs) Navy blue pantsuits. And that's what I want to do. And it does give me tremendous comfort. So you're um, saying if I got a dog, it would give me tremendous Well, <laughs> it might, yes. I will point out about my navy blue pantsuit that it's Veronica Beard. Uh-huh. And that is yeah. who I declared was my signature designer. Well, that's true. So that makes me feel a little bit justified. Absolutely. I don't I still may return it. We'll see. Uh, what concerns me about this conversation is that it's going to like validate my Dog desire. Right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's much, much uh, safer to get a navy blue suit than it Th- is to get a dog and that you really don't need or want. Much cheaper. Yes. Because the suit is a one time purchase. Yes. The dog, you know, That's we could be talking hip surgery of, yes. and, you know, yeah. Believe me, I know. Yes. <laughs> um, now, what's funny is I, I brought this up to Gretchen, uh-huh. my sister and co-host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin, uh-huh. and she was saying her canary in a coal mine is reading, rereading, I should say, children's literature. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. she knows that she's feeling turmoil, like bubbling under the surface, even uh-huh. if she thinks she's okay, 
when she finds herself rereading children's literature. So she said if she's just sort of like somewhat stressed, she'll Uh read Harry Potter. Uh But she's like, if she goes way back, like the farther back she goes, the worse it is. So like (laughs) if she's reading like B is for Betsy, that means it's like, you know, she's right on the edge. Right, right. (laughs) So it's interesting how we might think we're okay, but these little signs tell us to check in with ourselves. Well, and what I love about this notion, what's so fascinating to me, is that everyone's canary in a coal mine is so radically different. Yes. Yours is conservative clothing. Mine is wanting a dog. Gretchen's is young adult literature. Like, they're all so individual. Yes. And, like, if I decide that I want a navy blue suit, it doesn't mean anything about my emotional state. Like, it's just... Everyone's will be so specific to them. Yes. Now, I'm dying to hear what other people find is to be their canary. And if you don't think you have one, like Liz, you might did, be wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's some that are obvious. Like if you're like sitting in the car, you know, chowing potato chips, which I'm also have done, <laughs> you know something's wrong. Yeah. That's like, right. of course, you know something's wrong if you're doing that. Yeah. But Buying a pantsuit is a lot less obvious. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Looking at the cute dogs available mm-hmm. on Facebook. Luckily, you have me <laughs> to talk you out of that. I, I, yeah. I should have called you from the dressing room. You would have you kept me from buying that suit. <laughs> uh, so, listeners, do you have a personal canary in a coal mine? We think you probably do. Let us know what it is. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we've got a Hollywood hack that will raise your game when you're hosting a party. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, finally, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood Hack, and it is a service called Social Studies, Yes, which is not what it sounds like. In episode 140, we talked about why it's a good idea to become an expert in something unexpected. So, for example, I am deep into the world of spinning, not bike spinning, (laughs) yarn spinning. Yes, you are. I'm so into it. I love it. (laughs) And I declared that I thought I wanted to become an expert in tablescaping, meaning just setting a pretty table. And Mindy from Kansas City, who we talk about all the time, sent me a link to a company called Social Studies um, because she was like, this will help you with your tablescaping. And, Sarah, it's basically rent the runway for tablescapes, okay? I mean, there is an app for everything, right? Yes, truly. And I have to say, I thought, that is a terrible name. Like, why is it called social studies? And then when we were doing our, like, list of what we want in this episode, you were like, what's that called again? And I was like, oh, social studies. Like, it came to me right away. So good title because we remember it. Good name. But anyway, so you can go on to social studies, and they have 
they have pictures of all of these different tablescapes that you can rent. And it's so sort it, of a cost per person, right? Yes. I think a lot of them seem to be $24, $25 a person, but they also have ones that are $40, which are more elaborate, but it's beautiful plates and napkins and um, d- decor for the table and, and themes, of course. Like, I think there might be a Moroccan one that looked really cool. Mm. And so now it kind of, if I were to use this, obviously— I wouldn't actually be becoming an expert in tablescaping because I would just be using theirs and putting it on my table. However, that may be something I want to do, you know, just for ease. Well, and I can can that you'd be learning. Yes. You'd be learning a lot. Yes. That's what I was just going to say. Yes. In in looking at the photos, and even if I used it, I would be learning what makes, what elements does one need. And what works in your house. Yes. So anyway, it's very interesting. I'll report back if I end up using it. But I certainly enjoy looking at it. So that's social studies. Again, not an ad, just... um, um, Mindy being a supportive friend, wanting me to improve my um, tablescaping game. I think Mindy should come to town and you should have a luncheon. Oh, okay. Men, come to town. <laughs> okay, Liz, it's time for this week's celebrity sighting. You saw someone famous at Fryman Canyon. Yes, always a good spot for celebrity sighting. I was um, hiking with our friend Corrine, who we talk about a lot. And we saw Harry Hamlin. Now, I may have even on this podcast reported other times seeing Harry (laughs) Hamlin at Fryman Canyon. I think he lives near there. He was, in case you don't remember, the star of L.A. Law, one of the stars. And what's relevant to me (laughs) is he is married to one of the Beverly Hills housewives, Lisa Rinna. And he is also really, um, he's a really great actor. Yeah. So that was super fun. And I was like, Corrine, it's Harry Hamlin. (laughs) Of course, I got all excited. And that was my, so I got a little like hiking and celebrity sighting at the same time. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole 30's Melissa Urban. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Kraft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz, your voice sounds pretty good today. Are you doing your exercises? Well, I'm trying, although I'm still sort of having a hard time figuring them out. But I did (laughs) make an effort to sit up straight and Ah. keep my throat relaxed. So I think that helps. I'm working on it. Well, you sound amazing. (laughs) From the Onward Project.